Setting up your meeting for Facebook Live, redirecting. We're live on Facebook via Zoom. That is something that is an achievement for me. Sometimes when you're running your own business, you will find that the simplest things can become so difficult and such a distraction, but we can't let them derail us. Um, I am late to the live because I have chosen to be present. And I had a two hour meeting with a wonderful client who I absolutely adore. And things aren't going exactly as planned today. Have you ever had that happen? You'll also notice I'm not in my office. Why? Because my daughter's in my office right now focusing on school. And so I chose a different room in the house to be live in. The lighting's not as good. And I apologize about that. But the background's beautiful, right? This home is so gorgeous that I love, I love that there's aesthetic beauty and nature all around us. So I hope that you get to enjoy being present in this space. I also don't feel prepared. And I wonder if this is how you feel as an entrepreneur sometimes, or even as a courageous career woman, or as a parent, or as someone who is an aspiring author, or course creator, or coach, or consultant, that as you work in these entrepreneurial spaces to bring your knowledge into the world and to have impact and meaning, that sometimes you just don't feel ready. I'm going to show you what I do. I'm just going to be real and authentic because my cancer journey taught me that I had to be myself. I knew I couldn't get that, get through that alone. And what I learned in that space of authenticity is that we're so much more alike than we are different. And that when we allow our realness to shine through, that's our warrior spirit. That's what takes true courage. It's easy to put on the mask. We all do it. To put on the mask and say, everything's fine. Everything's perfect. Cancer taught me to say, I'm not fine. And some days I'm not as well prepared as I'd like to be. And I don't have to fake it. I can be authentic and real and say, in this moment, I don't feel prepared. But I also know that scripture tells me I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I also know I have been preparing my whole entire life. I've been making the responsible choices. I've been financially astute. I've been paying attention to high performance and leadership and what the top 5%, 2%, pick your percent, do with their lives. So I am ready. I am prepared. And yet I don't feel prepared. And isn't that what we call today? We use the words imposter syndrome to describe that. Sometimes I think I need a script and that I need to be like very prepared because I've spent my life in places that require that. If I'm in a boardroom, you bet I'm going in overly prepared. When I advise the White House, Gates Foundation, Senate testimonies, I go in there. I've been, I mean, I'll prepare 300 hours for a one hour pitch sometimes. I mean, it's really amazing. And so I'm learning that in this space, that kind of level of prepared feels inauthentic. It puts people's creepy vibes up like, oh, she's too perfect. I don't want to be with her. You notice what we have to learn as social influencers, what attracts people. And it turns out being overly prepared, being polished and perfect isn't what anyone wants. And I wonder if that's something that you need to hear today. Being polished and perfect isn't what the world wants from me.
If you need to hear that today, say I'm here in the comments, say hello, DM me, send me your stories. I love hearing them, especially the ones about your uniqueness. This week, we're diving into the topic of success. One of the things that I notice is super difficult for me right now in this transition from corporate to entrepreneurship is that my definition of success has been guided by my parents, by my teachers, by my bosses. And as I claim success on my terms and I define wealth in new ways, I mean, I learned the playbook to build this level of wealth, right? To buy the one and a half million dollar house, to put the Porsche in the garage, to homeschool my child when things didn't work out. I've, I've learned that playbook. Yet last year, God brought me this verse and I hadn't picked up a Bible in 18 years. I actually had to go back and do the math and figure it out because I was like, this is so weird. And this verse came to me in a divine prayer time and it said, it was Romans 12 2, which I had to Google. And Romans 12 2 says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I think about the patterns of this world and what they tell us success is. Patterns of this world will tell you this is success. The patterns of this world will tell you the fancy car is success. The six figures in your bank account that cash you can access anytime is success. And I'm not here to tell you that's not true. That is only partially true, right? The most important thing that I'm proud of, and I heard in my Peloton ride today, Cody Rigsby said, it's okay to say, I'm proud that I did that. I'm proud that I gave this ride my best. I'm proud that I made time for myself to work out today. That often we go through the world and we've built a lot of walls. So we don't express that. I've also heard other people call that self-abandonment. That as we built those walls walking through our lives, we abandoned our needs. In my meeting this morning, we were talking about how for some reason, giving ourselves what we need creates guilt. And if that's not the greatest form of self-abandonment, I don't know what is. So I'm looking to expand my definition of success. For me, the thing that I'm most proud of is that as I built wealth, the way that I did it is what matters most to me. I did it while never missing a field trip or school performance or parent-teacher conference. I did it while being present and having the ability to be with my daughter first and to place my career second. It wasn't always that way. Early in my career, my career defined me. And then I learned how to place career second to my child. That's a transition that for all of us who become parents is a, an incredibly difficult shift. The world's all about me and my career and my growth. And then all of a sudden we have this beautiful child and we have a little bit of an identity crisis that accompanies that because we want to be the best parent we can be. Yet we also have work calling and the demands get thicker and more difficult to navigate. It's similar to a leader's first transition into supervising and leading people. When you make that first shift, you got there because you could do things well. You got there because you were the one who could get it done better, faster, more efficiently than others. So they thought, hey, let's make you a leader. And then all of a sudden you go, whoa, the hardest part of this is I don't do everything myself. 
the first transition a leader has to make is learning how to do things through people, not to people. And that is so difficult. It's a shift that we make and we learn how to lead people instead of doing it all ourselves. We have to make that same shift in our lives and in our businesses as entrepreneurs. I'm struggling trying to do everything myself. And I know the guidance is the biggest mistake all highly successful entrepreneurs report making is that they didn't hire soon enough. And so I'm like, okay, I hear you. I hear you. And I made the hiring decisions. And so now I have some support doing things and it's a little nerve wracking. Right. And I look at success and I think about this conversation I had this morning is top of mind. And this woman told me, she said, my definition of wealth isn't how many homes I own, how much land I own, the car I drive anymore. It's now being able to sit and move through life like this, to parent like this, to experience peace like this, to know that I get to sleep and nourish my body. I wake gradually. I greet the day with intention. I read my affirmations, I journal, I meditate. I finally get how to do what Hal Elrod calls savers. Silence, affirmations, visualizations, exercise, reading, and scribing. I studied that years ago. I couldn't figure out how to get it into my day. It felt so stressful. And then I thought, I'm just gonna visualize, which was really hit snooze, lay down and picture my day, just give myself a tiny little 30 seconds to three minutes more of rest, and then check that box. Now I actually get to live it. And then as I exit my Peloton ride and my ab workout, because I've learned core strength, this is where all your critical organs are. And it also happens to be where we pack on the pounds and stress those organs. As a cancer patient, I had to learn how to make my body function optimally so that my immune system could be strong to fight those cells that were highest, most aggressive tumor type you could have. And on the growth scale of zero to 20 plus, I was a 51. So I had to learn how to control this environment that's called my body. I feel like I gained superpowers in that journey because it was December when I was diagnosed a few days before my birthday and two out two days after a layoff. And so it was a, quite a doozy of a week. And I had to learn amidst the holidays how to control what I put in my mouth and sugar feeds my cancer cells. So I had to learn how to eliminate sugar in the month of December. If I could do that, honey, I'm telling you, now I know I can do anything. And I also know if I can do that, you can too. So I'm super excited. If you feel empowered right now, if you feel hope, if you feel inspiration, I want to hear from you. Type it in the chat, drop emojis, send me a message. Those kinds of things fire me up. I'll be real honest with you. You can count on me for that. The authenticity and truth. I'm a big like talk straight. It's one of the top 13 behaviors that high trust leaders use. And so we're going to talk straight. You can count on me for that. This work can be lonely. Living in the country, as much as I love all of the peace and beauty that's outside, it's also a little bit isolating and I feel lonely sometimes. So please connect with me, emote with me, do all the things with me. And let's talk a little bit about our definitions of success, right? I'm shocked at how difficult it is to unlearn success. I used to think it was waking up before my alarm or at my alarm, getting a head start to the day, hustling and hurrying through the entire day. 
I came across, I love books. And so I came across this book today and I love supporting authors and buying their books. I'm an author now. I've written the draft of my book, working on editing and getting that out into the world. So I'm very, very excited. If you're interested, the biggest thing that will help me be successful as an author is your support and having reviews. So what I would love is for you to be an early reader, to give me a review the day it goes live so that we can be successful and reach people with our messages. If you'd be willing to help me and do that, I'd love to invite you on my launch team. That would mean the world to me as a single mom who's often struggled to figure out how to put food on the table. A layoff in cancer really drained the bank account and I'm putting full faith in my heart and soul, which is to be an author and to deliver courses online in community where we're not alone. And so if you would like to support that, I would love to have you on my launch team. Please reach out to me. And so as I was going through these book deals, because I'm a woman who loves a bargain, I was broke as a joke as an educator. I know how to shop the back to school sale to buy all the items that my kids that couldn't afford them could afford. All I could afford more if I bargain shopped. And so I've kind of got that skill set. And I'm shopping for these books and I'm looking through my favorite genres, which is memoirs and biographies, which is nonfiction, books about business, books about life. I love books about child development and parenting as well. Those are kind of the areas that I like scouring through the bookshelves of. And I came across this book and it stuck with me because this is a book I would have once loved, but in the evolution of myself, I don't think this is true anymore. The book is called Embrace the Suck, The Navy Seal Way to an Extraordinary Life. And I want to challenge us to think about, is extraordinary and suck the same thing? Like, do we have to embrace suck to achieve extraordinary? I don't think so. I have learned to embrace the suck. Brene Brown taught us that. This author teaches us that. Hustle and hurry are our conditions of living. And one thing I've learned is the playbook that got me here does involve a lot of sacrifice. It does involve a lot of suck. And the reason that I'm committed to building my business, every day I'm in a tug of war. Should I go back to corporate? Should I build my business? And I keep choosing my business. I keep asking God directly and divinely lead me. And this is the path. I feel it in my heart. I've learned that in 2019, there was a big body of research that came out that said femininity is the operating system of 21st century prosperity. I study what the future needs to help people be prepared for success in it. I've done that for over two decades. So when I see a study like that, I pay attention. Then I go through my criteria. Is it a big enough N? Yes, this was 60,000 people. So the N was large enough for me to pay attention. Is it global? Or is it too small of a little bubble to actually translate and have meaning for beyond that small population? It was a global study done across 13 nations in Fortune 500 boardrooms. So I thought, okay, we're now talking about people who've reached a high level of success across the world and a lot of them. And you want to know what they found? They found that things like intuition, collaboration, sensitivity were the ways in which the world works. And I want you to tune your reticular activating system in your brain into that thought and into that concept. And think about as you walk the world, is aggressive, decisive, and analytical, which are our masculine selves, the things you value most, 
Or is it that compassionate, intuitive guide that you find you value the most? For me, I used to wear this with pride. I wore my masculine with pride, like I'm some superhuman. And what I've realized is that it's in my femininity that is the divine operating system of 21st century prosperity. So as I lean into what's intuitive for me, this business is what I want to do. I want to play with the idea that the playbook that got me here could possibly be rearranged, could possibly be reorganized and bring me this level or better success. I know that to be true. The scary thing that I am going to tell you is I don't know it to be true because I've studied it and have four degrees. I know it to be true because of my femininity and that intuition that's within me. And so I want to invite you this week to think about what do you know to be true? And can you align your definition of success with that? Because as we up-level our lives, our identities have to make shifts. And the biggest shift that I'm sitting in right now is that that analytical, decisive, little bit aggressive, you put a goal in front of me and baby, I'm, I'm in. I'm in like Flynn. I want to climb the ladder. I'm doing 100 on the highway, as Ludacris would say. And if you do the speed limit, get out of my way. That song is a song that motivates me. All I do is win. Another song that motivates me. There are songs that call out that aggressive nature in myself. They pump me up. I like them. And that part of myself, I will always have. I need to build into the parts of myself that I love the most. And this isn't taking your attention towards your weaknesses. I want to be clear about that. Strengths research shows that we focus on our strengths. I always teach kids asynchronous development of the brain is something that gifted minds are characterized by. So most brains develop kind of like this. I'll use my hand as an example. You've got relative strengths and weaknesses, but everything overall is fairly level. In gifted minds, which many of my clients may not be named gifted or identified as that in school, but they are gifted. They are brilliant. I've also been in environments where I was taught that everyone has a gift. Howard Gardner from Harvard University believes that and says that we have multiple intelligences and ways of being. So maybe our minds are more like this. We want to be even. We want to be good at everything. But what really is happening? Asynchronous development. And that's these uneven. Raise your hand if that's you. Do you have uneven development in the areas of your life? Some things that, like for me, this, this could be analytics, mathematics, um, decision-making, leadership, these real high highs. And then you get me on a road and I can barely read a map. It's like the lowest low, actually. That, that is like the lowest low. So this week, I would love to see, high five me, give me those highs and lows. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses, right? But we're going to focus on our strengths because when we focus on our weaknesses, we end up like this. And you don't stand out that way, my friends. You're not going to achieve high levels of success by conforming to average or the patterns of this world. You were designed like this. You were designed with brilliance within you. And I want you on a constant pursuit of that brilliance. For me, the some of that brilliance is the analytics, is the decisiveness. Another part of that brilliance that I've learned, thank you, Ed Milet and Jason Derulo. I loved your podcast on dreams that being kind is a strength. 
that kindness, compassion, and care that I have, when I listened to that podcast and Ed said, that is a strength. Not everybody has that. And I thought, not everybody has that. I kind of thought everybody had that. Then I realized, no, that's one thing that makes me unique. I care about my clients often more than they care about themselves, sometimes even more than their family cares about them. And so I want you to be thoughtful about both the masculine and feminine sides of yourself. So as we define success on your terms, what is your identity? That's a big part of success. It's not what you do. It's who you are. What you do is not what defines your success. Who you are defines your success. I remember asking my mom one time how she was so confident and how she, she went through a lot of difficult times. My dad used to hit her. She went through physical abuse. The amount of fear and trauma that people who endure physical abuse have, it's amazing. Yet she made it. A man who told her she could not do things and he didn't want her to be more successful than him, held her back every chance he got. She still persevered. And coming to a new country called America in high school, ended up still pursuing her dream and learning to do heart transplants. And even though he would not allow her to be a doctor and to be more esteemed than him and his ego, she still made herself available in that room and became the best darn nurse she could be. And that set an example for me of what's possible, right? Don't let anyone hold you back and choose to define success on your terms. And so as, as I, I believe that each generation, we have a responsibility to give them more, to provide the tools and the lessons we've learned. And as I look at the tools and the lessons that I've learned, I don't wanna pass on the playbook of masculinity is the only form of success. Get out there, work hard, hustle, embrace the suck, go to college, Stress yourself out beyond belief. Let everyone else determine your worth. Shed your power to others. That's not the message I want to teach the next generation. That's not the message I'm teaching in the walls of my home. I've told my daughter, you are brilliantly and wonderfully made. There, I've been a believer in building brilliance, whether I was on my spiritual journey, kind of anti-religion, or whether I was back with God in the church doing all of the religious practices that I am now. What I've learned in that, as I listened to my mom and I asked her, how did you endure all that? She said, I've always known I'm a child of the one true God. And I was like, what does that even mean? I had to do some prayer about that. God, what does that mean? Help me know what that means. And you want to know what I learned? I wasn't planning on sharing this, but I'm going to pull it up. Because um, I know who I just texted it to. I can pull it up. There's a little meme and it says, I am. And then within that, I'll put it in the chat. Uh, or in the comments of this post, it says, I am, and then it has these description words associated with scripture. I am strong. I am amazing. I am capable. As I read these words, I want you to just inhale each word and then exhale that into the world. I am strong. I am amazing. I am capable. I am chosen. You and you alone have the skills that you possess. Have you ever met someone exactly like you? The answer is no, right? That's because you have a place in this world and in the, the way that everything orchestratedly works together. The businesses that crush it that we admire, 
takes teams of people to achieve those things. When I look at anything great, one of the things that I think is a real problem in today's world is that we, we celebrate independence. I used to celebrate being a strong, independent woman and that I've done all this by myself. I built and bought my, I built my career, I built my success and I bought my one and a half million dollar house by myself without a dime of child support, without maintenance. I wore it like a badge of pride and I'm watching my daughter wear that badge and I'm watching her struggle instead of embrace help. And what I learned in cancer, we need each other. There are going to be times. And this is what's beautiful that I've learned in the country. In the city, you can play that independence card because you can hire everybody you need. In the country, you're out in the middle of nowhere. You need each other because there isn't a tire shop right around the corner. There isn't a grocery store right around the corner. There isn't a pharmacy right around the corner. Everything's over 20 minutes away. And so you really do need one another. And what I notice is country people have an investment in each other because they know that. They know that they are needed. They know that they're part of something bigger than themselves. And that is an attribute of successful leaders as well. So I'm sense-making, right? I'm connecting dots of lessons I've learned from studying the world's best, of the highest performers, the most successful and effective leaders. I take that knowledge. I'm associating it now with some biblical and spiritual truths. And I'm also looking at city life versus country life and what, I'm, what sense I'm making of how to live in this world with a spirit of joy. Other words that are on here. I'm never alone. I am always loved. I am beautiful. I am victorious. I am enough. I am created. And then we're back to I am strong. I'll post this meme in the in the comments because it's really powerful. My daughter and I are going through these scriptures right now. They're not easy reads. You know, we're talking about last night she chose, um, I am chosen. And the scripture associated with it was 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 4. And we looked at that. We talked about some of the difficulties of the chosen ones. What does that mean about the others? Those who've accepted the Lord, what does it mean about the others? And it's okay to have questions. God gave us thinking minds. He expects you to be thinking. He's not upset with you that you don't understand. So let that go, right? I also want to share with you as we're on this topic about success. One of the things that we're going to dive into next week, I got to pull up my notes from next week, is around, I'm going to share some personal, really personal stories about some decisions that I'm making. And so I've got a whole lot of notes on this, but the one thing that I learned from a neighbor, actually, she said to me, when I come back, I don't want to come back to 3D. I want to come back to 5D. And when she said that, I, I understood what she meant in the context of that conversation, but I didn't really understood what, understand what she meant. I wasn't sure I truly understood what is 5D. So I did some Googling around and I thought, okay, 3D is characterized as pure of pure physical state. You're an individual separate from others. Do you hear that theme? I'm independent. I'm successful. Me, me, me. I did it. I was in that state. Life feels like survival of the fittest. And you are identified by the way you look, 
the job you have, the car you drive, and the people you surround yourself with. You feel fearful about missing out or not having enough. Did anybody need to hear that today? I'm on fire. Oh my gosh. And remember I told you I didn't feel prepared? I didn't have this in my script. I'm open on a web page right now. But I have goosebumps all over because I invited the Holy Spirit to work through me. I said, I'm enough. God, I see that you've put these words. I'm chosen to do this work. I am enough. I am strong. I'm going to make it through this live, even though it makes my armpits a little sweaty. Anybody else get a little sweaty when they try to go live and when they're trying to build their business? Can I get an amen on a Thursday, as Brendan Burchard would say? I love that man. He's been a role model for me. Brendan, I hope that I get to see you in person again sometime and that someday maybe we'll be doing something together. So think about that. And then it says things are perceived as good or bad and life is a competition. Would you hear the all I do is win, 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 no matter what? Got money on my mind. Yeah, dropping the songs. There is not enough for everyone and some people have to miss out. Fulfillment is found in making money and social status. Your thoughts have no power over your reality and what comes your way in life is simply a coincidence. You rely on your five senses to move through the world. There's a lot of joy in living life from the 3D state, but pain and deeper emotions can be difficult to manage. In a 3D state, there is no desire to go within or to look at things from a deeper standpoint. Life is played out by skimming the surface. There is no desire to dig deep or to understand the deeper meaning behind things. Now, so remember, my neighbor friend told me, I'm going to come back in 5D. And I thought, what is that? So here's 5D. Once you, read a five, once you reach a 5D state of consciousness, it's difficult to go back to 3D. From this level of consciousness, you begin to understand that we are all one and we are all connected. Life becomes an adventure of growth and there is no such thing as good or bad. There's a higher purpose for all things and every experience holds meaning. I learned that in cancer. What could have been a bad thing didn't feel bad. I even told my surgeon, I said, I never want this to end. It's been beautiful. I feel the meaning that's happening in my life. And it says there are stronger feelings of love and connectedness with others, the planet, and even the galaxies around us. Love and compassion reign supreme, and there is a lack of judgment. You understand that everyone is just on their own journey. I was driving back from my first day of radiation, and in this drive. I had Gigi come with me. She didn't want to go into the cancer center, but she said, she, 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 I'm so excited. I can't speak. She said she'd go with me because I told her it's going to be really short and maybe we can go out for lunch together afterwards. I wanted her to be a part of the journey to see it's not scary. I'm going to go into that building. Yeah, they're going to zap me, kill all those cells, but I'm going to come out and I'm going to be strong. And I wanted her to see that. And I also wanted a little bit of support. And when you're a single mom, she's all I got. And so we drive up, we park. She doesn't want to go in. I said, that's fine. They told me it's going to be fast. They said the longest part will be changing my clothes because your body can't handle that level of intensity for very long. You got to gradually build up to that level of toxicity. And so um, I come out and we go out for, I Googled best nachos near me. And we found this place and I allowed myself to indulge 
for in something unhealthy for the first time in about two months. It was, it was it tasted amazing. That green chili was the best I'd ever had because I hadn't allowed myself to have anything with gluten, dairy, sugar, preservatives, toxins, anything. So it tasted like magic in my mouth. It was so good. And as we're driving back home, now, mind you, remember I said country life, you got a 20, 20, 30 minute drive and I'm driving home and I'm in my head. My eyes aren't really paying attention to the road. I mean, I'm driving physically, but my head isn't physically with the road. I'm wondering how much harder the radiation journey is going to get. I'm figuring out the struggles um, that I'm enduring. And this woman comes out of the parking lot and into the lane beside me that I was trying to also merge into. And I waved sorry apologizing because she had indicated she was going there first and I moved at the same time. And in that moment, I would have normally gotten upset. She got upset. She actually rolled down her window and was screaming. I don't know what she was screaming because I couldn't hear. And she flipped me off out the window. And I looked at Gigi and I said, wow, we have choices in how we respond, don't we? Because in that moment, I was unfazed. And it's that piece of, I understand everyone's on their own journey. I understood that it understood that in that moment, I had to give myself grace and compassion and understanding that I, I can't get mad at myself that I, I should have been paying attention to the road. All the psychological shoulds. If you Google psychology of shoulds, it's a thing, right? I've studied it. I was projecting what I thought I should have been doing. I should have been paying more attention. I was beating myself up. I didn't stay in that space. I'm evolving. And we are people in progress. We're in an evolutionary state in our humanity. And I want to invite you into that. I'm going over today, folks. That's how it's going to be. And so I'm going to continue with 5D. Everyone is considered to be equal. And there is a desire to live from a place of pure authenticity. You understand that your purpose is to live your truth and to seek the joy. From this state, you know that there is no competition and there is enough in the universe for everyone. You feel overwhelming emotions of love and compassion for life, Mother Earth and the stars. Your intuition is extremely strong and you feel connected to angelic beings. It is important to remember that these states of consciousness are not better or worse than the other. Every soul on this earth has their own journey to walk and their own reasons for choosing which dimensional state to live from. So my neighbor exudes this. I'm so grateful that she brought up the words 5D and that God gave me the tugging in my heart to pursue with intellectual curiosity. What does that mean? And isn't that what we're all aspiring towards? So then I asked myself, okay, well, I'm not quite there yet. I don't know about you, but that's a pretty heightened state, right? I fall back into 3D pretty quickly, right? I can get myself to 5D and then boom, I'm back to 3D. The minute like, oh, we're going to photo our house and prepare to go on the market. Oh, I get into 5D I was or 3D. I was in 3D last night, sprit, power washing the barn. Gigi's brushing the ground. We're getting, she doesn't like me getting her shoes and pants wet. And I'm like, honey, we got to move. We're in a hurry. They're going to be here soon. This is taking longer than I thought. I was right back into 3D quicker than you could say hot potato, right? So I want to read from the place of living from a 4D state, because I think this is how we transition. 
right? Lev Vygotsky calls this the zone of proximal development, that we have to get ourselves in proximation to someone who's not so far above us, but who's just barely above us. So that 5D state, I'm not there yet. I'm noticing as I read this article, I'm actually living in a 4D state right now. I'm excited to go to 5D someday and I lean into people in my zone of proximal development, like my neighbor who's getting closer to that. She recognizes she's in the place of, it's all about love. I can pour love into your circumstance from my home to yours through prayer, through meditation. If you look at Mind to Matter, the book by Dawson Church, they've actually cured mice and rats of cancer by doing this. It's absolutely amazing. So here's how to live from a 4D state. Many people believe that the fourth dimensional state acts like a gateway to the fifth. When in 4D, it's easy to travel back to a 3D state. Yes, I do that. However, this jump in consciousness is much more difficult when you reach a 5D state. So one, you have to trust as you get there, you're not gonna fall back. We have to learn to trust in ourselves and in our divine power that we're not gonna fall back. As I think about making the next leap, I am scared to death. I'm like, oh my God, what if I lose it all? What if I never get to have this again? That's a scary place to be. I mean, I sit in a reality that's like, you were laid off and diagnosed with cancer two days later. You lost the big fat paycheck and you inherited a ton of medical bills all at the same time. I've spent over $55,000 in medical just from December to today as we film this in late September. That's insane, right? And I go, oh my gosh, if I sell this house, I won't qualify for this kind of loan again right now. I won't, I won't be able to achieve this again. I won't be able to have. And I'm like, whoa, honey, you're in 3D right now. Pull yourself into that 5D consciousness. Maybe this isn't what matters anyway, number one. But I like it, right? And so I invite you to join me on this journey. I don't know how it's gonna turn out. As a control freak, as a planner, I wish I knew. The truth is I don't get to know. And that perceived control was actually only a perception anyway. So maybe we can embrace a little more of that femininity, a little more of that intuition that everything is going to be okay. Because guess what, baby, you've made it through 100% of the hard days. I remind myself of that all the time. I speak boldly about that because you have. No matter what you've been through, you made it through it. Right? You're on the other side of it. You've survived 100%. I don't know about you, but having an A plus sure feels good. So let's go back to 4D. 4D consciousness begins to awaken the idea that we are all connected and that there is more to life than what meets the eye. Thoughts are powerful and can shift the way reality is perceived. Duality and the idea of good and bad is still experienced, but there's more compassion and understanding behind it. I'm still in my own tug of war. It's a good thing I woke up before my alarm today. That must have been because I ate a digestively, my digestive load last night was light. I ate my healthy lentil um, concoction that used to be a part of my cancer diet. That's now part of my optimal health plan. And I'm like, yeah, I ate well. So I woke up early before my alarm. I had a killer workout on my Peloton. I did my abs, conditioned my body. I'm ready to rock. I'm still in a little bit of that good and bad, but other days like yesterday where I didn't really have the fire, I didn't wake up before my alarm. I was a little tired to get out of bed. That felt bad, right? So I'm still in this duality, 
but I also am able to give myself a little more compassion and understanding and say, you know what? I can give myself grace. Life's been really tough and I'm not lazy. I'm not, I'm just not embracing the suck, right? I'm leaning into my humanity. And so then the, the get this, listen closely. If you've zoned out or if you're driving or if you're cleaning house, pause for a moment. There is an opening to the importance of diet, meditation, and leading a healthy lifestyle. What you put into your body becomes important. And there is a desire to pay attention to how your actions affect the environment and those around you. I've seen this in those who are talking in, in documentaries like Food Inc., where they talk about our consumption of beef and that the impact that has on our environment. I've seen people like Tim Ferriss, Lewis Howes. Um, I'm forgetting the name of the author who wrote Outlive of uh, Michael Pollan in uh, Defense of Food and Psychedelics and the Mind and how your actions affect everything that you do. And so I know I'm not alone in this because other scholars have pursued this says further in the article, there's a strong desire to find your purpose and to follow your passions. You understand that life is meant to be enjoyed and that you are worthy to live the life of your dreams. If that's you, I'm designing a signature program, especially for you. You wanna get your business out into the world? You wanna define success on your terms? You wanna transition from 3D to 5D? and live with greater meaning, fulfillment, impact, influence, joy, health. You don't have to sacrifice. 3D is that sacrifice. You've got to make trade-offs. In 5D, the investments we make in our diet influence all the other things. I have all, cancer had me optimizing these dials. And of course, I did it in a 3D way where I made my spreadsheet, I quantified all my variables, I tracked my progress. Those were my training wheels. Now, that's how I live. I don't have to track it anymore. So I have the tools to give you the training wheels to get here. And I'm building them out with great intention so that I can walk alongside you to ensure your success. And what I'm noticing is, as I optimized all these dials in my cancer journey, it made me a better mom. It made me a better business owner. It made me a better friend, a better lover, a better community member, it made me better in all ways. So there's not trade-offs. That's like an incorrect myth that we've been living our lives guided by. The last paragraph of the 4D state says, you perceive the world through six senses and your intuition starts to grow and expand. That's what's happening to me now is I'm, I'm going, oh my gosh, I don't know how I know this, but I know this. That's weird for a scholar like me, friends. It says you seek a deeper meaning to life and you can start to see the synchronicity and magic of the universe. If you're ready to dive deeper into that meaning, put your name and email into the chat. I wanna make sure you're on my contact list so that you get to come to the free program I'm launching next month where I invite you into the signature offer and we get to work together for an entire year. How cool is that? Life is meant to be enjoyed and you are worthy to live the life of your dreams. My friend and I were talking about how often we are willing, I'm trying to find my notes, how often we are willing, where did I write it down? Here it is, 
often we're willing to go back into the fire even when we don't want to, when we know it's crazy. I find myself thinking about applying to corporate jobs so that as we prepare for our move to Florida, I can make the big bucks and have the fancy car and the nice house. But inside, I know that it's not about that. And I know I'll have those things and more. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's official. I've talked for too long. My voice says, calm down. <clears throat> Woo. As a teacher, I used to have to always condition my vocals. My pup's even fallen asleep. He's so cute over here, just snuggle up. Oh, Branson, you want to come say hi? Come here, come on. Look at this cuteness. Look at this cuteness. Is he not adorable? That is so adorable. So the themes of this week, success on your terms, embracing both your masculine and feminine energy. Each and every one of us has masculine and feminine energy within us. Lean into your femininity to evolve into those greater states of consciousness. You don't have to stay in a 3D world. Allow yourself permission to expand your consciousness, to deepen your understanding of what does it mean to be fully human? This is not at all what I thought I would talk about, by the way, as I sketched my notes for this. was <laughs> so different. And so that is an example. Yet I feel proud of what we've talked about. And I want to just recap. I didn't feel ready. I had to trust in the divine that's within me. I've already done the 3D work. I've earned the four degrees. I've advised boards, White House, Gates, Senate, designed and founded schools, all the things. I've done the things. <clears throat> Once you've reached that level that you feel proud of and say, yeah, my resume rocks. I wonder if there's more. Is it more of this? I'm not interested in more of this. We've already learned and mastered that. It's time to evolve. If you feel like it's time to evolve, I want to invite you. Be sure to show up to group because we'll continue these conversations. I want to equip you with high-performance leadership skills. And the number one attribute of leaders that are highly successful is self-awareness. This growth in your humanity, growth in your consciousness, ability. How many of you love a leader who snaps and acts like they're living in 3D all the time versus a leader who lives in 5D and shows compassion to everybody? who intuitively knows how to lead and where we're headed and can bring everybody along on that vision. This is leadership, my friends. The number one trait of the world's best leaders is they're self-aware. So let's start growing our self-awareness this week. I look forward to seeing you live next week. Also, want you to subscribe to my podcast. I've now rebranded everything high-performance leadership. Millionaire Moms is great, but guess what? Being a millionaire is only part of your journey. That's only part. You're going to make a million in your lifetime. The question is how? How do you get there? Right? You can trust that you will get there. I could have chosen to stay in education in the confines of comfort. And at 24,000, let's just do some fun math. Let's do 1 million. My first year teacher's salary was $24,000 in Silicon Valley in the year 2000. You wanna know how ridiculous that is? Google the average.com salary for that year and I bet you'll be shocked. So at 24,000 a year, it would have taken me 42 years to make a million. So 
Could I have done it? Yes, I started teaching at 20, 42 years later, I'd be 62 years old, three years shy of retirement from a traditional patterns of this world that God told me, don't conform to that. That's Romans 12 too. I've gotten my playbook, God, thank you. So 42 years at that rate, then you go, okay, my career evolved. I got into leadership, right? Leadership at the school level and at the governmental level in politics, yielded a whopping 60,000 a year for me. So at that rate, it would have taken me 16 and two thirds years to earn my million. Now we go into, as I recognized I'm advising key leaders, White House, Gates Foundation, Senate, deans and faculty across the state and nation, people in other countries. I'm talking about what industry needs to help our children be successful and the, the ways that schools need to innovate and change. And I have this realization, I haven't been in industry. Also at the same time, my doctorate was ending, the two-year innovation grant was ending, and I felt like life was coming crashing down. All the things I loved and was proud of were ending. Yet what ended up happening was, it was just time for a new beginning. And a wonderful gentleman, recruited me. He'd worked on recruiting me for a couple of years. And I said, I can't leave this innovation grant. I just flipped it on its head. It's basically going to take five people to do what I'm about to do in the next year and a half. Cause I achieved the two-year grant in the first five months and then restructured it in months four and five, and then used the next year and a half to do something that was even more valuable to the field. So as I transitioned into high tech, high growth, high stakes environments, my salary was a lot different, right? So now it's taking anywhere from two to five years to earn a million, depending on bonus structures and things. Well, now I want to play with, can I change the playbook and earn a million in a year? So Millionaire Moms had its place. The meaning of that was never about money. It was about asking how much effort do you want to put in to achieve the financial freedom? Money is a tool that gives us freedom. Money is a tool that positions us in beautiful places. So let's reclaim our relationship with money. Shout out to Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins for teaching me that those who believe money is evil have never given enough away. When I learned that, I thought, oh, I want to be able to give money to single moms who were struggling like I was. I want to be able to give money to young girls. Ooh, I'm getting my right leg tingle. I feel you, Lord. Oh, I, I have net, this is the transition to 5D, friends. It is so crazy. I feel God in my body now. I'll tell you a really weird story sometime about feeling God present in a meditation. I can't even. It was just like scripture says, where you literally have to look away. And I'm not quite ready to share that yet because it was very weird. But I'm just telling you, if you open your mind and say, God, I want to be in relationship with you, I know that it's about relationship over religion. I've allowed religion to be a blocker to my mind, Lord, and I want those walls to come down. I want you to be real to me, reveal yourself to me. I open up and study scripture. The Bible is one of the best written, most popular books of all time. I'm a scholar. I love to learn. So I open my mind to a place of learning and say, please do not let me get the walls up again. Allow me to learn. Don't allow me to block this. And so I was blocking my consciousness and my the evolution of my consciousness by doing that, by getting stuck on what I call the itchy parts. So allowing that evolution. 
All right, friends. So allow for your evolution. Know that you're on a journey. I want to hear from you. Am I crazy? <laughs> I might be. I mean, cancer does that to a person. So I feel like I've come into contact with the divine through having to face death. And the sad reality is I had to look at how do I want my funeral to go down? Do I want to be cremated? Do I want to be buried? What kind of ceremony do I want? I had to answer those questions right after my 45th birthday. That's too soon, my friends. I'm not ready to go yet. In this moment when I had this divine presence and this bright, bright yellow light, I, I literally, I could barely look that way. It was warm and it was, it was intense. And I said, I'm not ready yet. Don't take me. I don't want to die. And I thought I've made it this far. Don't take me there yet. I have work to do. I'm helping people develop mission and impact-driven businesses and live life on their terms and succeed and evolve in their humanity. So if that's something you want to do, and you say, I have no idea how to start. Honey, I'm building the program for you. We're going to learn alongside each other. And I'm going to take everything I know from decades of research on leadership and high performance and building successful careers. I'm going to take all of that, package it in great intention. It's already coming together in post-it notes. Thank you, Amy Porterfield, for the post-it note party idea. It's one that has always been a favorite before I met Amy. And meeting Amy, I learned how to set a timer and music to it, which makes it way more fun. Thank you for bringing the joy. And so I'm putting that together for you. I invite you to share with me your name and email so I can put you on my contact list. My website's down right now because I have a tech team working on getting everything ready to sign up. So I need a little help from you to stay connected. So if you send me your contact, I'll make sure I'm given information on my communications. And I also want you to stay connected to this group, like, subscribe, follow all the things, this group and High Performance Leadership on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, we'll be um, translating messages there as well. And then I would love to invite you to join my book launch. That will mean the world to me. Again, we're trying to be successful at the same level of success or better is what I'm manifesting. So let's do this. We are on the journey together. You are chosen. You are strong. You are not alone. You are, what was it? I can't remember some of the other ones. I'm trying to learn that meme. I'm going to put it in the comments below so that you can just Google what does scripture say about I am strong or what does first Thessalonians one verse four mean? I sometimes ask those to chat GPT. Be curious, invite that spirit of curiosity and wonder, embrace your inner knowing. When you tune into that inner knowing and what you know to be true, God reveals in a different way. And it's not the ways of this world. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. Remember little Miss Mathematician loves that bell curve. The patterns of this world will keep you stuck and will keep you in 3D. I want to help you evolve your consciousness to reach that 4D transition into 5D and live in this space of greatness for humanity. With love and light, my friends and fellow warriors, go out and shine your love and light into the world. Let's live our best lives. Let's build businesses that transform the world. Let's evolve.